Welcome to the Willing and Winning Podcast. Come join me, Will Hill, your host and multicultural gay best friend. I've pivoted my platform so I'm no longer just promoting a blog on Instagram. I'll now be speaking over the digital ether to create a positive space in which we can all find the will to overcome pretty much everything and open discussions on the colorful and not so colorful moments of life. If we didn't know each other before, now is our chance to meet in the middle and positively grow from here. Together, let's find the will to win. Are you ready? Hello, hello. What is up, my party people? Welcome back to the Willing and Winning podcast. It is me, Will Hill, your host. And today, we're just chatting. Today is a chat, honestly, more so focused on, I'm not going to say wellness updates, because I feel like I kind of did like, well, if you follow me on my Instagram, I did like a mini um, wellness update, just things I've been doing in my wellness routine. Actually, hold hold on. How are you? How are you doing? It's officially a new month. It's August. It's the last month of summer. Eh, I guess, technically, maybe. The last full month of summer. I don't really count September as a summer month. Maybe it's just that the year to me is still in a student way where it's like January through like May. You're like really putting in that hustle. September through December, you're kind of like restarting some things that you took a break from, introducing some new things, wrapping up the year. But to me, like the summer months are always like that school block where it's like just June through August. So I hope your summer has been well, but I also hope you've been well. And in the sense of being well, we're talking about wellness today. But before I actually dive into that, I don't even, this, I, I mean, I guess you can call this a life update, but I started watching the Pretty Little Liars reboot, Original Sin, and as someone who grew up with the OG Liars, all seven seasons, literally started in middle school, ended in college. Technically, I graduated before the Liars graduated. I read all 16 books. I do have the first six seasons on DVD. I read The Perfectionists. I semi-started that. So when, I mean, I'm hooked into... The world that is Pretty Little Liars, I'm hooked. So I had to check this one out. Needed to see what this reboot was all about, what this generation of liars was going to be, who they were going to be, who, well, obviously not going to know that yet, but what kind of vibe A was going to bring. And 
my my thoughts right now because yes i did watch the three episodes that hbo max released they released three episodes last week to get you into it and i watched all three of them my thoughts the theme song definitely lets you know it is creepier than what the original was it's still the same secret song you know where they're like got a secret can you keep it it's still that song but it's slower it's more sinister i personally don't really like the vibes of the intro song i mean i like the intro itself but i just don't really like the vibes of the intro song that they went with but I do like that they stayed true to the Pretty Little Liars world as the perfectionists did, and they kept that song, Secrets. And it's a different adaptation. The original, I remember, like, when I mean, like, when I was obsessed, not was, when I mean I'm obsessed with Pretty Little Liars, like, I did my deep diving, like, back in the day. So I know that the original song, the one they used in the original intro that was sung by the Pierces, and that was also selected by Ashley Benson, who played original liar Hannah Marin, which I'm getting the vibes in this reboot for Original Sin that the ballerina character, Farron, she gives a lot of Hannah vibes. And so far, I'm liking her as well as Imogen. <clears throat> Imogen definitely gives me a very soft Allison heavy Spencer vibe. When I mean Allison vibes, it's just in the way that she's got that leader focus, but that also ties into, you know, the Spencer vibes because Spencer then was kind of like the leader of the group. But it's definitely just much more different than the Pretty Little Liars that I remember growing up with. I will definitely say that these liars definitely look age appropriate they definitely look like they were in high school i remember when i was a junior and i was watching pretty little liars the original and i definitely was like wait a second they definitely look a little too old to be in high school and i definitely look a lot younger but we're technically in the same like grade but these liars they actually look like high school students it looks like it makes age-appropriate sense. Um, but overall, yeah, it's just much more sinister than the original. A, or whoever, is just, sl- like, slaying people off the bat. Like, it's just from the jump. It's crazy. It's wild. I definitely say if you are someone who grew up loving the original Pretty Little Liars or if 
you are literally still obsessed with it, like you find yourself watching reruns of old episodes, you should definitely like give this one an exploration. I personally think this one has much more longevity than The Perfectionists. And I also think that it could have as much longevity as the original. Maybe not a full seven seasons because even, you know, as a stan, I can definitely say like seven seasons of asking like who is A will get tiring. But I do think it can have that longevity just with the way that this storyline is already setting things up. But unfortunately for the perfectionist, I just, I personally felt that one was that storyline was too very much similar to Pretty Little Liars. And I feel like at the time of, of it coming out with the original just ending, it was almost kind of like putting things right back in that loop. And I get, you know, like that's what like this whole reboot is like, it's still like that same concept, but there's still different elements at play here it's much more of a horror thing going on and i feel like something we're getting here that we didn't really get in the original is we're getting the involvement of the parents so obviously i don't want to give spoilers but there's you know spoiler alert you know there's something, you know, going on with the parents, that the parents have this big secret, hence original sin, and it's kind of, you know, falling back on their kids years later. But I think that with the original Pretty Little Liars, towards the end, when the parents slowly started getting involved, that got the viewers very interested, especially when it was the moms and they all got locked in the basement right towards like the biggest A reveal ever. But I think that there was a an interest in, you know, wanting the parents to have some involvement with A a little more closely than the kids. So I think that's kind of like the approach that we're going with here that while yes, A is targeting this group of girls, it's really going to tie back to A targeting the parents. So I'm just really interested to see where things go with this. And like I said, if you were into Pretty Little, Pretty Little Liars, I swear that's always a tongue twister for me. But if you were into PLL, if you were obsessed, if you are obsessed, if you gave it a try, you got you know a good way through, you weren't really sure, Maybe give the reboot a try, but definitely give the reboot a try. If you were in the world of PLL, give this reboot a try because it really could be your next, you know, maybe, you know, you're not a summer TV person, but this would be really good for some fall TV binging. But enough on that. Definitely going to be updating and talking about that here, though, as the episodes are coming out because... Uh, honestly, to me, podcasting like was not a thing when Pretty Little Liars was out. You were keeping up with, you know, what was happening like live on Twitter. And I really didn't have an Instagram then. So 
I was really only talking about the show and recapping it with friends in school. But that's what this whole community is. We're building out this friendship here. So yes, you guys are going to hear me talk about Pretty, Pretty Little Liar's original sin. But flowing into today's episode, we're talking about well-being and wellness. And I wanted to talk about methods that I have in my wellness routine because it's one thing to have a good mindset and to be in a growth mindset, but it that's not just like how people are 24 seven. Like you have to maintain, build it and then maintain it. And as we grow and change though, so will those tools that we have in place that help us build and maintain a strong and healthy mindset. So some things that I have been doing that have definitely helped. I always say journaling, but how I've updated my journaling now is I really want it to be more disciplined in having a morning and nighttime journaling routine. And before I really wasn't understanding why I wasn't journaling so much at the end of the night. And that's just because I realized I was journaling so much in the morning, like gratitude and affirmations, journaling from my daily stoic, setting intentions out, doing brain dumps, almost kind of like really emptying my mind. And then because I wrote so much in the morning, it was like, I didn't really see like during the nighttime how like I needed to or even wanted to create that time to reflect on my day and i forgot i'm gonna be honest my you know me being human i forgot how important reflecting on your day is just because that's how you grow so now the way that i journal is in the morning i will journal my affirmations and i will journal for my daily stoic and then during my night I will reflect on my day. So I'll ask myself what went well, what didn't go well. And then I write out my gratitude, the things that I'm grateful for from the day. Just because I feel like not having it all be in one time of the day, being the morning, and by breaking it down, it not only, you know, makes it less intimidating because it's, you know, oh, well, I, you know, I'm going to be doing my journaling and taking at least like an hour, an hour and a half before like I get into this. And it's, you know, not that I don't mind having that time to journal, but in the sense of building a business and getting my decks in a row, spending that hour and a half right now is no longer working for my system of operations. But by breaking it down, the journaling, it's less intimidating. I'm not feeling a lack of time. And I'm holding myself accountable to things that I want to do in areas that I want to grow in because now I am showing up for that nighttime routine. 
So another thing that I have been doing is I started the year off consistently cold showering. And it really helped a lot in the sense of my mindset, anxiety, even my, you know, immune system. But I learned a thing or two. And I learned, and this is for the fellas listening, my gentlemen listeners, that we don't always want to be exposing our boys, our um, our house for our potential future offspring. We don't want that home, our nuts. You know what? We're not going to beat around the bush. You guys know. Our nuts. Our balls. It is what it is. We don't want those always exposed to constant cryo just because you don't want to decrease your chances of having healthy swimmers. But, you know, you also don't want to have too much heat, you know, going in a sauna too much or taking too many hot showers. So I balance it out. Yes, I'll start off with my shower, nice, steamy, hot, really get those muscles relaxed. And then instead of after, okay, so this is really where it switched up. So I would do cold showers after my workouts. But now, really depending on the intensity of the heat of the day, my workout, you know, just where things have been, that'll determine if I'll do the cold showering, especially because I did it for four months consistently. So now I'm more so at a place where I don't want to overdo it to the point where it doesn't ever work. I want to have my cold plunges, my cold showers to be moments that I know that I could turn to not as a crutch, but literally just as a tool, knowing that it can make me stronger. And I don't, I personally don't feel like that's the same thing as a crutch because I'm not leaning on it. Like, I'm not always like, oh, like, you know, having anxiety, let me hop in the cold shower. But more so as a tool for preparedness. So if there's ever a moment that I feel as though I might need to have a cold shower. Well, then I'll have one during the day. But I've taken them out of my daytime routine. So now I do them at night times only, but only about, I'd say, two to three times a week because, again, not I don't want to be so overexposed to the cryotherapy. That's what I like to call my own personal cryotherapy. Just because right now in this moment, it's not saying that I don't want to have kids or that I do, but in the sense of, you know, when the time comes, I want to make sure I'm prepared. So then my next thing that I have been doing as far as in the sense of wellness is going And I feel like this all comes back to me really establishing that nighttime routine. So with my gua sha and my facial sculpting, I'm not going to lie. 
I also got lazy with that for a bit too. And my face took the hit. She was puffy. But now, in the sense of holding me accountable to my routines, my morning and my nighttime routine, I do gouache on the morning with my chrome. I call it my Lady Gaga gouache tool, but it's from this brand called Somebody. They had shared it in a, a little cute little gift package that they had sent to me. But it's this iconic, like chromatica themed gua sha tool i like to use that one in the morning because it's got a really good like i feel like toning mechanism like it just really gets in deep and it really like has some nice sculpting action and i like to keep both of them in the fridge just because again cold in the face is really good for deep puffing but i'll use the somebody chrome my Lady Gaga gua sha tool in the morning. And then I have a black obsidian gua sha tool that I use at night. And now the reason why gua sha at night is because it helps me, it helps prevent me from waking up with any puffiness, but also it's holding me accountable to showing up for my nighttime routine. So it's like, I'll know the difference if I, fully showed up for my nighttime routine because right after my hot shower is when I would gua sha. So if my face is still hot, I didn't do my gua sha, so I missed a step in my routine. Now, in that sense, it's more so, you know, not being so rigid, but it is a way to hold me accountable to showing up for this nighttime routine that I had been wanting that I felt like I lost the reins of. Because my morning routine... And that's, you know, I feel like I've got that down solid. But it's my nighttime routine to wrap up because, like, it's 1.32 in the morning right now as I'm recording this. And I don't mind doing late night recordings. But there's nights when I'm not recording when I'm still up at, like, 1.32, 3 in the morning. And having my nighttime routine definitely just helps me wind down more and... It helps, it helps my brain just focus on letting go of the day and coming back to me. Which, all in all, you know, there's so much more that I'm, you know, we can totally dive into. I can definitely do a part two of this. But essentially, like I said, why I wanted to share this is because... I wasn't always someone who woke up every day with a positive mindset, with the abundance mindset, with a growth forward mindset. There were definitely times when I would wake up and I just would want to shut off, just not want to do the world. And I didn't have the tools in place that I do now, the journaling, the knowing that I could turn towards fitness, the cold showers, you know, getting work doing work outside of myself. But I learned all that through mentorship, which I'm grateful for. But it's tools that I apply consistently and daily. Routines that I show up for. Not because I have to. Not because, you know, my mentor says do this. It's because I want to actively better myself. So I'm actively making that choice to show up. But you don't get to the mindset that I have of, you know, waking up, 
maybe you forgot to set the coffee the night before, so now you're 20 minutes late. Well, for me, old me, that definitely would have had me much more in shambles. But new me now definitely has the mindset that, you know, understanding that time definitely comes down to a very perceptive thing, but it's also rushing essentially doesn't make any more of a difference other than adding to things that are already causing you to feel not in a positive way. But for you guys, I'm sharing this because I want you to remember that as you grow and change systems that you had in place for your wellness that might have worked before, might not work now and that might be why you know you feel stagnant so this is giving you something to remind you to change things up find different ways that you can practice bettering and continue growing your well-being and personal development but then also if you're someone who feels as though you need an inspiration to go out and really start becoming your own advocate for your well-being. I want this episode to be that to inspire you so you can start exploring areas in wellness that you can find that could work for you. Because again, I was in your shoes where yes, I was into, you know, reading and then I would like to dive into fitness but I didn't see it all as personal development. And once I was able to get that mentorship and start formulating and creating practices for me, I was able to see it differently and realize and understand that I am taking care of me. So that's all I've got for you guys. I guess in like a short recap, things that I've been doing and tweaking in my wellness routine is journaling both morning and night, breaking it down into separate prompts. So the way that I remember that too is affirmations always start the day, gratitude always wraps up the day. With my cold showers, this one is especially good for the fellas. Not cold showering every day because again, it's super great for your mindset easing anxiety your immune system but you don't want it to become a crutch think about it like a tool that allows you to be prepared and then my next one is we're going to label this as having systems to hold you accountable for your routines and that specifically for me is breaking down how I use my wellness tools, specifically my gua sha facial sculpting tools. So I use one specifically for the morning because one, it helps me, you know, being depuffed, but also accountable for showing up for that morning routine. And then I have one for my nighttime specifically that I know that once I've used that, my nighttime routine is complete and I've shown up to reflect and wrap up on my day. But that's what I've got for you guys today. I want you to leave today going into this new month feeling really inspired to take action for yourself 
and become your own advocate for your own well-being. And I'm just looking forward to enjoying the rest of the summer with you guys. So I'm going to head off. I will leave my Instagram in the show notes as well as the podcast Instagram in the show notes. And I will chat with you guys next week. And I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week.